There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, February 2nd. I'm John Wagell shooting hoops with Ben Berkeley, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. A list of things that brings people to sporting events includes nachos, beer, watching your favorite team win, and apparently bathrooms. Steve Ballmer, the owner of the LA Clippers, is making some massive investments in his team and their to-be $2 billion arena. And that investment includes an astoundingly large fleet of toilets. Is this a wise venture for sports attendance figures, or is Ballmer flushing his money down the toilet? We'll get into that and much more, but first let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. To start us off here, the new video game Pal World, aka as people are calling it, Pokemon with Guns, has already sold 7 million games on Xbox and 12 million games on Steam since its January 19th release, making it the biggest third-party launch on Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass. Nintendo, though, isn't so thrilled and are actively investigating the game for potential IP infringement. In the meantime, though, enjoy using Blastoise in the way God intended. Ben, what are your thoughts on Pokemon with Guns? Does it fascinate you? It definitely fascinates me. It's not something I've played. It's probably not something I ever will play. But I do love a good pitch. And if you can boil something down to three words like Pokemon with guns, <laughs> you've got me on board. And clearly it's working for a lot of other people because we've got like 19 million players out there right yeah. now. And that is uh, really, really impressive for a game that just came out. Yeah, it's a little over a week now since January 19th, but still, the amount of downloads this game has on it and the amount of sales, Microsoft's probably through the roof on this, but Nintendo is definitely not, I'm sure. Seeing as I've seen a lot of images about how a lot of the um, pals in Pal World are very similarly designed to some famous Pokemon, so I think there might be a suit of Bruin, but we'll keep you updated on that. I suppose in a world where furry conventions exist, in terms of things that your characters could be doing out into the world, I suppose another game that kind of parodies your game, probably not that bad, but it is also very valuable IP. So, okay, if you got to defend it, you got to go defend it. With guns, probably. Probably. Next up, Lululemon announced a footwear line for men in an attempt to double its men's business and hit $12.5 billion by 2026. Two running shoe stores and a casual sneaker, which will come in men and women's styles, will launch in February. I actually went to a Lululemon one time because I had to buy a Lululemon shirt for a video shoot. And I was tasked with outfitting a man in all Lululemon gear. And I realized at that point that they didn't have shoes for men. So I wish, you know, John from 2021 could have known this, but I guess now it's all possible. Wow. Your prayers are answered. Finally. In more sports news, Amr Sports raised 
$1.37 billion with its IPO this week. This is the market's biggest debut since Birkenstock went public last October. And if you're not familiar with Amr's game, it makes Wilson tennis rackets and Solomon's ski boots. Solomon's shoes, I don't know if anybody's been seeing them like I have, but they've been spreading across Brooklyn like a wildfire as of late. Everybody's wearing them. Well, I mean, until they get their hands on those Lululemon shoes. It's going to be old news in a second. It's just a matter of time. And moving to streaming news, Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus joined the crackdown on password sharing. Hulu may even ban accounts that share outside their households. I am in a lot of trouble. (laughs) And finally, Snap sold 71,000 Pixie camera drones, but it's recalling all of them because the battery presents a fire hazard. Users who send the drone, but not the battery, back will receive a full refund for the device. Ben, what do you make of this? Have you heard of the Pixie cameras before? I have not, and honestly, I'm so amazed that they've sold 71,000 of them. Right. But I will note, it is good that these are going back. They are responsible for, I believe, one minor injury, which I suppose is not so bad, but a lot of reports of battery bulging and fire and whatnot. So, whoops. (laughs) I'm always so interested in how this plays out with Snap's future in terms of how much money they end up losing on something like this, whether this really dents their reputation as a producer of this type of technology. The more interesting part is probably still to come, but for now, also pretty interesting that there are 71,000 drones that are potentially at the ticking time bomb. Yeah, they weren't cheap either. They're about $230 each. So people spent money for these things. I kind of see this in a similar vein as like the Snap glasses that came out a long time ago. I think Snapchat's been trying to kind of get into the physical invention market in the past few years, and it really hasn't panned out for them, unfortunately. No, no, it has not. All right. Today's top story flushes my concept of sporting event attendance down the toilet. (laughs) Steve Ballmer, the ex-Microsoft CEO and current owner of the LA Clippers, is investing huge into toilets on top of a massive project to build the most expensive sports arena out there. Ben, what is this guy throwing his money at, essentially? So he is throwing his money very specifically, in this case, at about 1,200 toilets, and urinals, wow. which is a staggering amount if you think about those, just like sitting out in front of a under construction arena. Like, what does that look like? Probably pretty cool. <laughs> but what we're talking about here, this larger arena project, the Intuit Dome, is under construction uh, actually a couple miles away from me right now in Inglewood, California. And it is a stunning building. It's this humongous arena. It will be the most expensive arena ever built. It looks cool. Got like a basketball going through a net kind of motif to it, which right on brand. But why are we even talking about this is there are a couple of reasons here. We knew about this arena going up for a while. It is opening its doors later this year. We're finally starting to see inside of it. So there are a lot of now new features on what this thing is going to be, Mm -hmm. how it's going to revolutionize sports. This is what happens every time a new venue comes about. This one is particularly interesting because... One, this is Steve Ballmer we're talking about. He is formerly CEO of Microsoft. He is the 10th richest man on this planet. He is like Mm -hmm. an $80 billion fortune. He spent quite a fortune on the Los Angeles Clippers. He bought them for $2 billion. They are already headed toward $5 billion in value, which is part what he's done and part this arena that they're building, part just the continually increasing value of professional sports franchises. Sure. But- Why we're going to go to the toilets is because 
It happens to be a really important subplot in sports right now, where coming out of last year, almost every major sports league actually set attendance records. But here's the problem. It's really, really expensive to go. A lot of stadiums, they're hitting capacity crowds. So there's really kind of one way to go, and that is down. Mm -hmm. So toilets actually might play a really big role because one way that you can really convince people to come is putting on a really good game day experience. You want people to enjoy themselves and not spend forever in line. So the way they're approaching this arena is actually kind of fitting into a much larger macro story about sports attendance and how they are making their money. Right. Of course, you want to provide the best experience you can possible for people attending the arena. But how exactly do toilets do that? I guess the waiting in line factor makes sense. But is there anything else that jumps out at you as something that makes this a very smart economic decision to just beef up on bathrooms and toilets? And how many are there compared to how many people are in the building, too? So there's about like one toilet per 15 seats, roughly, which is kind of like about twice the average arena these days. So let's go back to the cost for a second. Because this is everything right now. And why franchises are really getting a little bit nervous looking forward to this year, because a lot of them are seeing a lot of drop off in sales. Part of that is funflation, which is this concept where attending live entertainment events from concerts, theme parks, whatever sports events, it's rising and it's rising fast. We saw between 2022 and 2023, sports tickets on average raised about 25%. So to take a family of four to an NBA game, the average, and we're talking four of the cheapest seats, a parking spot, two beers, two sodas, four hot dogs, that's going to cost you over $300. Wow. So given all of this, given the fact that these are also driving people to other sources, a lot of them have arena adjacent sports books that they're trying to get people to spend a ton of money in. They're trying to make sure people are watching on TV because their TV broadcast deals are actually where the leagues are making most of their money, not ticket sales. So there are a lot of different avenues where they're looking for attention and dollars to go. And that could decreasingly be going toward the in-game experience. Mm -hmm. So. Once again, back to the toilets, you really need to make sure that you have a frictionless experience when you go to any sort of stadium. If you've been to sporting events, you probably have had a bad bathroom experience at one where you're waiting in line forever. The ratios are typically not good. Right. You know, there are a lot of gender disparities to speak to there as well. Mm-hmm. But this is a really big investment from the Clippers the ratio, I said it was 1 to 15, that blows out of the water what we're getting in a lot of other stadiums these days. Mm -hmm. Like MetLife Stadium next to you, we're talking about like 61 toilets per person. Wow. So that's a big difference and really big difference in terms of your experience at this venue. Wow. Okay. It's a big factor. I guess it's more of the hospitality factor and the, uh, oh, I'll go back there again. It was very seamless. I had a great time at the game. Food was great. I wouldn't necessarily think that like toilet was great would be the top of your mind. But in this case, maybe it might be is that the bathroom lines because that's always a pain point for people at games and events. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like if you want people to keep buying very expensive beers, you need to give them a place to do the thing they need to do with those (laughs) beers. And I think that that's good business on its own. You want to make sure that people are not having any barriers to doing that and buying more and more overpriced booze. But yeah, I think that it's also just, we're at a point where there's so many pulls on people's time and energy and wallets. 
and you got to make sure you maximize that time. And if you are spending $500 to go to a basketball game and you're spending 25 minutes waiting in line, that's probably going to be about 20% of the time you're in that arena. Mm -hmm. So you're essentially saying, okay, I'm going to spend $500 at this game, $100 worth of it. I'm going to be spending, standing, uh, waiting for a toilet. And that's not a great value when you can watch from home yeah. and have a toilet right next to you. Right. Or in the same room sometimes even. I love Who the knows? way you watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> but what we're seeing, Bomber's not going to have that problem. No. They're going to kind of set this new standard of ratios and essentially this great experience being in this venue. And I think it will probably be the leading edge of what we're going to see in sporting venues going forward. Teams are spending billions on upgrading their facilities, and I'd imagine they're going to be keeping a really close eye on this and seeing if it really increases satisfaction when people come to the arena and hopefully they can keep getting people in the seats. Well, it sounds like they're super ahead of the curve. And I think what's next is you have to do some reporting from there when it's built and give us some insight. I mean, I will say my hope is to be able to go cover something called the big flush. When they open these really big stadiums, they need to do a stress test of the plumbing system. And so, you know, I've seen stories where like teams bring in school children to like all in unison, basically flush as many toilets as you can at once. And that sounds beautiful. And I would love to be a part of that. That sounds like the real sporting event we'd all like to see. Exactly. So perhaps this story is just beginning for us here. And <laughs> I'll report live from the big flush in the future. Looking forward to it. And that'll do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. And our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. And we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Al and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.